OTB Sports Rugby. 1 to 15, everyone's got a role to play in terms of breaking down the opposition, but it's an enjoyable attack to, to be involved in because we all like to play rugby and get our hands on the ball and stuff like that. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. The News Round on Off the Ball with Gillette. Start your day in flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with Exfoliating Bar. This is News Talk. Now you're welcome along. So Rashida Adeleke, she is too good right now. She started competing in the 400 metres in October. She has just smashed her own national record over the last few days. She has set an NCAA record for University of Texas. She has run the second fastest time of the year. It is meteoric. She's still only 20. She joins us half past seven from Texas to chat about her recent uh, record-smashing performance. We have Wednesday Night Rugby. The Dream Team will be here after eight o'clock. Jerry Thornley, Andy Dunn coming your way. And then two Premier League games this evening, including Arsenal against Everton. So Kenny Cunningham is going to be allowed into the studio once again. 53106, text number. We are at Off The Ball on Twitter. Richie McCormack, hello to you. Evening, Joe. Kenny Cunningham, hello. Evening, lads. Evan Ferguson Mania is taking over. <laughs> but not in this studio. <laughs> I was looking at Rich, uh, around for him to jump uh, jump in. He was looking at me. Yeah, I think that's been around for uh, for some time amongst the uh, the Irish football and public. Anyway, uh, he's been just been playing consistently well. I think we all feared the worst after that uh, potential injury a few weeks ago. But he's bounced back from that and picked up where he left off. So yeah, yeah. Starts against France now. Well, he's certainly in uh, contention. He's making a, s- a strong argument. I mean, look, he can throw it out there in terms of not putting too much expectation or responsibility on his shoulders. You know, we want him for the long term. We don't want to do him any damage in the short term by throwing him in. You know, he's not ready, you know, blah, blah, blah. I kind of understand that argument, but each each, each person is different, each individual, different kind of mentality, mindset. And this lad, for me, just looks, he looks ready. You know, every step that he's made, Joe and his certainly in his club career so far going over there at a very young age making a big impact in the other 23s despite being a very kind of young teenager and he's kind of you know he's just kind of blossomed in that kind of environment and yeah and in the first team he, at the moment he just it looks effortless for him he's obviously still learning the game and still improving but what he's shown at the moment you would think in an Ireland jersey he certainly helps the team in that forward attacking option you love the use of blah 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 don't you <laughs> that's one of your go-tos I'd say that'd be a Kenny Cunningham when I'm isn't. bored of me I feel like I can, that's when I start listening to my own voice I start boring myself eventually <laughs> it comes out blah 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 here yeah. I go again I see Peter Crouch I just started flicking through the papers here I'm trying to catch up with myself and David Beckham were in Dublin over the last few days did you get the call? <laughs> I didn't know no yeah they were over q and A. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm guessing no they, I, think they, I think they were just sampling the Hospitality out and the sampling Dublin pub life separate to each other, actually. They weren't with each other. Oh, they right. they I was going to say that's an unlikely uh, duo enough pairing. Yeah, what have you been up to today? Um, yeah, slow day today. Yeah, slow day. Just uh, do you like ducking, a, and, ducking and diving? No, another one of me. No, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Blah blah blah. Do you like a slow That's Rich. No, he know, <laughs> no, hold on. He knows what I he knows what I do on a daily basis. Go on, Rich. He's laughing. I don't, he knows. I don't, I don't, go on, Rich. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's like I, I, well, I, yeah. I was, was was bringing the youngest lad home from school last week, and I saw this 
opulent sports car coming up the Oscar train of road Ford. with a, ver- Ford with a very familiar figure. Ford Kia. It, just put that don't out. Don't be giving away your, there. Don't be giving away the motor. It was a very opulent sports car. Uh, the top might have been down. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, but I could spot the head of Kenny Cunningham uh, driving up the road. And like, do you know the way when Kenny's on, Joe, it, it always comes back to food somehow. <laughs> like somehow we always end up chatting about like, you know, what Kenny's been eating or what he likes to have on his pancakes, whether he likes tuna or not. Yeah. He's driving past me on the Oscar train road and he's stuffing his face behind the wheel of the car. Classic. Which, you know, when, when, you're, when you're behind a high octane sports car wheel like he was, it's pretty dangerous. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, stuff in his face. You had to get involved in my business and message me like uh, <laughs> some minutes after. I'd like to think he was messaging from the car, like because that obviously would be an illegal offence if Rich was doing that. I'm not. Can you eat and drive? I'm not sure that's great either. I'm sure you can scoop a few almond nuts into your gob oh, off the nuts. passenger seat when, when you're driving. Almond, Surely can't that, that can't be a nuts. traffic offence. There's not a chance you had almond nuts. He's off the he's off the crisps for Lent. Apparently, that's what he told no, me. It's good for the memory. See, that's that that aligns itself with the crossword. The the nuts. It's good for the old. Uh, yeah, memory keeps the old brain ticking over. Yeah, all do the you, research has been done, Joe. It's no, I understand. Done. Do you like a slow day or do you find them boring? <laughs> like, were you bored today? Is that why you're here? No, I take over. No, I've done me a few bits. I've done me a few bits. What had to, what had to be done? <laughs> <laughs> Give us one bit. I'm starting to think you are up to no good. No, no, I'm re I'm rehabbing at the moment. I'm rehabbing. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got a bit of uh, sciatica. If you if you if you have to know me personal business, so I'm, uh, I'm on a little bit of a no program at the moment, which I'm got the blinkers on. Okay. Yeah. Building up your glutes, yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, no. That'd be more of a glute related uh, <laughs> no, no. It's very, very, very important for your back. Very important for back your support. back. Are oh, you being the rugby? Is this a, is this a lead into the into no. our rugby? I I've, 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 I won't bore you with the details. I won't go blah 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 here. But you can't wait. No no rugby this weekend either. Oh, but about two years ago, accident back in a bad place, and oh. I've had I've had two years of doing boring glute yeah. exercises, boring weights to try little and pelvic tilts. All of that stuff. That's very important. Pilates, Pilates. Yeah, maybe I could do that right now. But initially, it was just trying to get as strong as you possibly can. Yeah, I'm it's on no a bit crack. of Pilates at the moment. On top of what I'm doing, I think I've turned the corner with it. Big, big fan of the old uh, Pilates. Done a lot of it back in the day. I had a groin related injuries uh, tail end of my career, and I was struggling a bit, and got introduced to that. Good, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. I was looking into all that now because I'm at an age where I can really feel the mobility. Just being suctioned out of me. Every single time you get up, Joe, it's like, oh, yeah, making sense. Down. Yeah, you're like Steve Bruce. Anytime he kind of moves in a chair, <laughs> yeah. I just want to hold on to whatever I have. But I, I feel starting now, as opposed to in another ten or twenty years, is the yeah. time to do it. So uh, I'm on the lookout for a Pilates slash uh, yoga class. Is one perceived as better than the other, or much of a muchness? The yoga I started, funnily enough, when I was playing, I always had to look at it and thought, yeah, okay, I get it to a point. But um, I found that it actually shook me a little bit. I woke up, I done one a yoga session, woke up the following day, and this is when I was playing, might have been on a Thursday morning or something before I got into training, and the stiff, like really stiff and sore, the body, so I thought, I've got to be careful here. How I introduced it, the Pilates for me was a little bit more subtle, you know what I mean, just more kind of gradual introducing yeah. that. So, yeah, but the yoga... Yeah, I, I get it to a point, but I'm I'm not really not really embracing it. I've got to be honest with you. Mm. But the Pilates is different. Yeah, it's good, right? Because I have a better sense of yoga. I've seen all the positions, I suppose. Whereas, what's Pilates? 
Not similar, no? Yeah, similar uh, similar principles. It can be tough, to be honest with you. It oh, can yeah, be, yeah, it's, it's a, it can potentially a torture chamber if you go and feel those uh, uh, Pilates studios. But, you're shaking yeah. as you're holding that stretch? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll yeah, bet. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, no, it's good. But it take, uh, you you gotta got to get your head straight going. It could be quite frustrating experience when you first go in there in terms of kind of almost got to re-educate your body a little bit. Mm. So you've got to kind of persevere and stick with it. I think men are bad as well. We're less yeah. flexible than women. Yeah, if you're not picking up stuff and throwing it against the wall and having a wrestle, it doesn't. <laughs> I was <laughs> doesn't make sense because Netflix threw up a bunch of yoga classes recently, and obviously on YouTube you could get them. But I just thought, no, nah, I'll do something silly. You know, I'll crack my back the wrong way and prefer an instructor to guide me through the initial period. You know. Yeah. Bit more st- people talk about the more spiritual thing with the yoga, don't they, in terms of cleansing the mind and all that. Now, I wouldn't really be chasing that, to be honest with you. So. I'm chasing that. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> need to be cleansed, you yeah. Don't, you don't want to be in here. Uh, no, no I, that that would appeal to me. Oh, really? That, that aspect That's really that, would, yeah. because no, that doesn't... Getting really in touch with my breath and the spirituality aspect, 100%. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That doesn't surprise me at all. Sorry, <laughs> <be honest. laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, any experiences 53106 actually I would be very interested let us know good bad indifferent Richie have you done any of that God no yeah. no I'm far too lazy Joe far too lazy see I, I sort of think for I the see Rich on a bike lazy man <laughs> I see Rich on a bike Lycra he's the too host, tall the host Lycra bang. he's too tall yeah. for a bike yeah heading out for the Hill of Hout he's only, he's only a, what's that three four miles down the road from you Hill of Hout pretty much yeah yeah, yeah. no bother to him oh, I'd find it a bit boring I guess the scenery, scenery maybe would. I would like uh, sitting on, in a gym bike would do nothing for me now. Oh, gym bikes! Now I'm talking about get out on the road. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, on the lazy point. See, I would have thought Richie like it's appealing that in that it's not cardio. You know, if you're like facing into a yeah. run, it's like, oh, I'm a walker. A few, a few I'm a stretches. Like, okay. No, I'm a walker. I walk anywhere. Like I'll, I'll walk like mad long distances just for the hell of it. You know, and you just kind of start and you're just like, ah, oh, keep going. I'll keep going this way. I'll keep going this way. And I'm out kind of, you know, every day anyway, so. Mossy yeah. Quinn just texted me. Two words. Oh, there you go, that's a good man. Yeah. I mean, he's ageless. Do you know Mossy Quinn? No, I haven't, don't know. Dublin footballer. Yeah, yeah. Still looks no. 25. You'd hate him. He does, yeah. yeah it's it's ridiculous. It's really terrible. <laughs> he just said hot yoga. Hot yoga? Yeah. Hot yoga instructor? Or what, what's he talking about? Kenny. <laughs> Come on, you sorry, better Sorry, sorry, Not in the dressing room in the sorry. 90s. Oh my God, <laughs> cringing for you. Do you want to go hang out with Keys and Grey over in, over in Qatar, do you? You said it. Yeah. Hot yoga is a thing. Your eyebrows went up as soon as you said it. Not true. Don't set a trap like that and uh, fall into it. Hot yoga, I, I presume the logic there is it's easier for you to get a stretch on when in higher, hotter temperatures. But again, I don't know. I'm total novice with this. There is a bit. I've heard that the studio, some of the studios down the gyms, they, yeah, they bang up the temperature. That's true. Anyway, there's three people who know nothing about this talking about it, so let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, Bonnie on Twitter. Almond nuts, he's changed. What happened to Thunders? Oh, Thunders is still there. Hand and glove. John Limerick says, Joe, sorry to break it to you. He's talking about my uh, mobility here. You can't hold on to it. It's a slow and gradual disintegration. I'm 65 and... Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Just give up. I'm 65 yeah. and years of exercise haven't halted the inevitable John and Limerick. Although I would dare say, John, if you had not been exercising for all these years, you would be a less sprightly 65. You know, I, of course we're all going to lose it. But we're trying to halt the demise. Yeah, I think it depends what you're into, isn't it? If you're, you're 
some lads love the road running, don't they? Constant, you know, miles, mo- the mileage, yearly marathons, the whole. I mean, that that must take its toll in terms of joints, the joints, yeah, hip, the whole shebang. So, but I, I would presume still though benefits outweigh the pain of the joints. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you see some lads running in their 50s, 60s, 70s. Yeah, they all look great. Tell you, always, uh, swimmers all look great. It's rare you see someone who swims every day who doesn't have a lot of boxes ticked. Yeah, I got into swimming for a while. Yeah, I did enjoy that. It's great. I guess the heart rate up quick. You know, I've, I've, you, we've all run, haven't we? Fifteen to twenty foot, twenty minutes into a run, and you're, you, you're really still searching for it in terms of getting your heart rate up. <laughs> Sorry. Whereas maybe a former Premier League footballer is <laughs> me and Richie. We find ah. the heart rate pretty quick in those runs. <laughs> Do you think? But the pill, I suppose, the comparison with the pill, you do two, three lengths in in a pill straight away. Your heart's kind of popping out of your chest. So yeah. Well, it's funny. Uh, Gary O'Toole, Olympic swimmer, you'd know, uh, was in here doing pay per view uh, a while back, and I, I'd been doing a bit of swimming, and I was saying to him, "I'm the worst swimmer at my pool. I mean, I'm being overtaken by people. Yeah, technique. Twice my age, technique. younger, everywhere. <laughs> like honestly, I'm like the slow lane. They're like, come on, man, move." And he made the not unfair point that actually you want to be careful if you get too technically brilliant because it's not going to do much for your heart rate. It's like you're, you're swimming so inefficiently that 20 laps for right. you is very efficient. Yeah, yeah. Whereas he swims so beautifully, I would presume. 20 laps for him is like yeah. the first two minutes of your jog. Yeah. There's a, there's a blessing in being a terrible swimmer. But I think the technique for me is kind of body alignment because that comes back to the Pilates thing. I think particularly if your body alignment's right, then you're not going to stress. And that, you know, that one like your neck. Your neck's not quite your yeah. head's out of water. You're, you're, I'm all that. Yeah, yeah. If you're not getting that, then you're putting. For me, then it's like that back neck issues potentially come into it. So technique. That's why the technique's important. I'm like in Rocky Three when he gets in the pool the first time. <laughs> <laughs> we should uh, get rid uh, lots of text messages. Eric the in. eel. <laughs> yeah. Would you ever do a butterfly? A couple of Richie, a couple of little butterfly strokes. Ooh, they would have won some skill, wasn't it? I'll take it out of you. Yeah, they would have won. You always had a go at. Two, maybe. maybe three max, and that was it. You were under the water. Yeah. Uh, news round is brought to you with Gillette Labs for an effortless finish to your day. We have got Arsenal top of the table in Premier League action this evening. Not on television, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arsenal having the chance to open up a five point lead at the top of the Premier League tonight, just a month after losing to them at Goodison. They welcome Everton to the Emirates. Arsenal are unchanged from their win away to Leicester at the weekend. So Thomas Partey is on the bench for them as Jorginho continues in midfield. Uh, For Everton, one change from their weekend game. They have Michael Keane restored to the back four alongside James James Tarkovsky. Connor Cody is the man to make way. There's a 7.45 start at the Emirates tonight. The kickoff at eight at Anfield where Liverpool play host to Wolves. A host of changes for Liverpool tonight. Darwin Nunez and Ibrahima Kanate come back into their side. Nathan Collins remains on the bench for Wolves. And as I say, that one uh, is underway at eight. The quarter-final draw for the FA Cup is going to be made tonight as well. There are still four more round five ties to be played. Grimsby Town are the lowest-ranked side left in the competition. They haven't reached the last eight since 1939. They're away to Southampton. That game is just underway. Uh, former Cork and Waterford midfielder Gavin Holham has started for Grimsby there. Manchester United welcome West Ham to Old Trafford for a 7.45 start. Six changes from the Carabao Cup final win. Uh, Victor Lindelof, Harry Maguire, Terrell Malassia, Marcel Sabitzer, Scott McTominay and Alejandro Garnaccio all come into the side. There's a half-seven start at Turf Moor where Josh Cullen and Michael Abafemi start for Burnley. 
against Fleetwood. Ireland under-19 international Kean Hayes plays for Fleetwood tonight. Uh, former Water for Man Phoenix Patterson on the bench, but no promise on a share. Harry Kane is rested for Tottenham away to Sheffield United. Uh, Sheffield United also resting John Egan tonight in anticipation of their championship game with Blackburn at the weekend. Uh, a few text messages in. You've let Kenny right off the hook there. Zero detail provided on his ducking and diving today, says Graham. I know, listen, I pushed him. That's as far as I could get. Uh, rowing, best thing ever, says PJ and Limerick. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Huge amount of respect for rowers. Huge. Yeah. Well, probably the worst thing I've done in terms of training in the gym, the lads or whatever, collectively. Rowing, just no hiding place. No hiding place from it. Hmm. Uh, I did it a bit for a while. Someone gave me that program where you go f- all out for a certain period of time, oh. then you stop, then you go all out again. By the end of it, you're you're like someone finishing a marathon, wobbly legged. Yeah, everything lightheaded physically. Probably as close as I've come to being probably sick doing any type of training when I when I played when we done a few of those. Yeah, round oh. sessions as part. Yeah, what club was mad for the round? No, most club, most of the time, yeah, used to introduce you. No, the circuit stuff, upper bodies lowered. Yeah. It was always used to be a rower, rower in there. I'll tell you who was, was great at the round, who done it. Uh, Mick, Mick McCarthy always did it. When he first came, when he came back to Millwall and he played, and then even when he uh, managed and he spent, as you as would, you spend time in the gym, he loved it. Mick loved the rower. And what do you mean good at it? No, he just... Loved it? Yeah, he loved it. Okay. Absolutely loved it. Just headed, went straight for it. That was his go-to. Yeah, yeah. Who's the most uh, aerobically gifted, fittest player you ever played with? Cool, there. Off the top of me at all. Can't think, to be honest with you. Okay. It's good radio. (laughs) 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 uh, By the way, you did watch Arsenal at the weekend. They beat Leicester by all accounts and and based on match of the day highlights, they were good value for 1-0. Stephen Carr just popped into my head. Oh, yeah. In terms of like a physical specimen. Unbelievable, frightening, yeah. We touched on him a few weeks back. Better late than ever. Better late than ever. Yeah. We, we touched on Carr a few weeks back, do you remember? We did, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, was, uh, he was specimen. Arsenal were a good value against Leicester? They were good value, uh, Joe. They did deserve to win the game, but it was a poor game. I was so disappointed in Leicester. I really was. Just didn't see it coming. Okay. Do you know you're almost shocked 20 minutes into a game? Because up until that point, they'd been scoring goals previously, far at home, wasn't it? The Spurs played really well first half. Against United, could have gone better from there. So I was expecting more of the same to really pitch up and have a go, basically, against Arsenal. They just took a massive step back. Really surprised me. Low defensive block. No real intensity to their play. You know, really kind of nervousness to their play. Almost unsure of themselves. Right. Like a team who hadn't won in, in kind of eight, nine games. Yeah, so just kind of handed the initiative to Arsenal, who in the first half are nowhere near their best. Actually a little bit out of sorts, I'd suggest in the final tour of the pitch little no shots on target and yeah just kind of just did enough Arsenal got a great goal don't get me wrong Trossard brilliant uh, assist to Martinelli yes. but uh, yeah people say job done tick box move on and of course that's right but yeah Leicester just never never really put it up to him was so disappointed ok well we'll watch the two games closely this evening in so much as we can given they're not on television we'll keep you updated is this uh, <clears throat> Queen's passing Lag Richie again, or what's the reason? To uh, yes, okay. I believe this one is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a chronic lack of adaptability on on the uh, front of just getting these games on television. But anyway, yeah. Uh, news from Connacht, Kieran Marmion. 
Yeah, Kieran Marmion leaving Connacht when his contract expires at the end of this season. The scrum half was an integral part of the team that won the Pro 12 title under Pat Lamb in 2016. Only John Muldoon and Michael Swift have made more appearances for Connacht, with Marmion currently on 224 appearances. He's also won 28 Ireland caps along the way. Uh, there is a change coming to the PGA Tour. Rory McIlroy in favour of it? Yeah, well, there might be. Uh, there seems to be some, uh, I guess, pushback to this one, but some elevated events on the PGA Tour look set to dispense with halfway cuts as a means of combating live golf. Fields in those designated events will also be trimmed to between 70 and 78 players. The changes won't apply to the majors nor the FedEx Cup playoffs at the end of the season. Speaking to the Golf Channel ahead of the Arnold Palmer Invitational today, Rory McIlroy said the changes aren't that controversial. Look, it's not as if the PGA Tour hasn't had no-cut events. Like, we've had no-cut events for since I've been on tour for the last 15 years. The WGCs, the playoffs. Um, obviously, we went with, like, you know, Zozo and CJ Cup in the fall. I mean, there's always been no-cut events. I think the no-cut thing just became a big deal whenever Liv, Liv came around, right? Like, that was sort of, you know, what, what prompted the whole discussion around it. But... Um, I think it guarantees the top players there for four days, and I'm not like I'm not for I'm certainly not one to reward mediocrity. Like I like this is the most aspirational tour to play in the world, and we have to keep it that way. And it has to be the toughest challenge for the best players in the world, and that's the sort of tour that we're trying to create. So this isn't a handout for guys that don't want to try anymore. And you know this is this is making the tour more pro competitive. Even even though there's a you know the no cut aspect is is more for the the sort of commercial viability of it and making sure that your top guys are there to to, to you know to be seen for for four days you know I think that's a part of it but you know the reason that we're making these changes is because like it or not live have exploited you know maybe some weaknesses of of what the tourist framework was uh, you know and we're trying to do things to rectify that. I think that's pretty fair. Lots of the mid-tier players obviously hate it and see it as a giant money grab by the top players. But I think McElroy explained the opposing side of the argument pretty well there. Uh, so Brian from Lucan, you've got to try Bikram yoga. David Beckham does it. Brad Friedel played in goals at the top level till he was 42. He swears by Bikram yoga. Uh, lads, we have a few guys in their mid-60s racing the cyclo-cross season. And beating guys much younger, says Paul. There you go. And somebody asks, have you ever done a spin class, lads? Killer, but some buzz after. The shoutiness of it doesn't really appeal to yeah. me. Yeah. I have to say. Yeah. No. You're not, well. not, not going to get one of those uh, Peloton bikes in your thing where somebody shouts at you via a screen into your home. <laughs> no. Push the max. Max the envelope. Let's go. Never love the idea of getting like working out a big, a big sweaty yeah. head in, you, in your like bedroom you know be with the I'm bike next to the bed just think now yeah I'm with you yeah the great outdoors take it outside definitely and we're lucky so. over here aren't we this part of the world in terms of scenery <laughs> yeah so spin class not for me not for you yeah, I'm with you on that Richie uh, not for me no <laughs> no not happening so uh, no listener is the, is the general <laughs> response thanks there. but thanks but so yeah. there is more money coming the way of sport where's it going 
Yeah, Sport Ireland announcing today an increase of €4 million Euro, uh, investment-wise provided by the government for 2023. The funding package, which totals €24 million, Euro, is going to be split among 19 national governing bodies to support the delivery of their performance programmes in 2023. It'll support 127 athletes and three relays pool funding in 14 sports as they seek Olympic and Paralympic qualification for the 2024 Games. Overall, there's been a jump of around €9 million Euro. Uh, in the funding provided between Olympic cycles for uh, the last Olympics and for the current cycling run. Okay. Did you ever see, lads, the BBC documentary showing Steve Redgrave during his training for the Olympic Games and his fourth gold medal attempt? It was incredible stuff. The training camp's insane. No, I didn't see it. I'd well believe it. I'd well believe it. Brutal. Yeah, I'd say brutal. Do you go to a gym? I do, yeah. Do you find yourself struck by terrible technique mainly lads when it comes to weights I'm looking over wincing half the time yeah I suppose I wouldn't I wouldn't know enough to, uh, to, be, honest, to be honest with you yeah I do know what you're saying but uh, I wouldn't be in there intervening <laughs> See that joke? I wouldn't be taking See, on Kenny's myself to go would you be tapping yeah, people on the shoulder these big 16 stone brutes and say, excuse me would you mind if I just <laughs> like to point out no, I potentially <laughs> I, mean, I mean even like the young lads in there they're lifting too much for themselves and just yeah, know, I don't use it I don't, yeah I don't, I don't I don't be using I don't be lift uh, big weight or kind of machines I kind of stay stay away away from them to be honest but it's the profile in the gym now which is so different to like uh years ago the amount of actually young young kids mm. uh, boys and girls in there now it's amazing I wouldn't say it's a social thing but I actually think it's a good thing to be honest with you I, you see them in there a bit of discipline they're keeping a record of their, what yeah. they're doing they're obviously very really really into it so I don't think it's actually a bad thing thinking about their physical condition I know there's a little bit of a vanity thing there maybe young kids sure. that's, that's understandable but the fact they're in there together collectively a bit of a social thing almost oh, totally yeah a lot of gyms are leaning into that that lifestyle aspect for sure yeah so I, I, don't, I don't don't think it's a I don't think it's a bad thing at all so it's a good thing to say yeah no absolutely uh, so where are we going next Richie uh, sad news today the man who scored more goals in a single World Cup final than anyone else has died Just Fontaine was 89 in 1958 he set a record that still stands to this day by scoring 13 goals at that year's World Cup as France finished third born in Morocco he didn't move to France until he was 20 carving out a brilliant career with both Nice and Ras as sporting director at Paris Saint-Germain he helped them win promotion in 1974 and was later the manager of Morocco so he 13 goals at a single World Cup goals. in six matches six games Woo. Two, two against the North four were in the third place playoff uh, I think it was against Yugoslavia don't quote me on that one but yeah just just incredible like nobody but until Gianni Infantino gets his wish and World Cups are played over nine months and four continents with 24 matches apiece like no one's going to touch that yeah what's currently second I'm frantically trying to find it do you know oh I think Mm, I don't want to. No, I don't. Wanna, I don't want to say because I think I might get it wrong. But I think it's. Ronaldo? I think. I think it's nine. Um, nine. But don't quote me on that. What did Closer do in 02? I think he got eight. Yeah, thirteen and six. No joke. We have news from New Zealand. 
Yeah, Ian Foster has confirmed he'll step down as All Blacks head coach after the World Cup. He made his announcement after New Zealand Rugby confirmed they'd be naming their post-World Cup head coach within four to six weeks. Foster had wanted another crack at the job should the All Blacks win the World Cup this year, but his NZ or bosses thought differently. Foster took over from Steve Hansen in 2019 with this year their most difficult yet, losing their summer series to Ireland and suffering a first-ever defeat on home soil to Argentina. However, Foster righted the ship in the second half of the year, leading the All Blacks to the Rugby Championship and an undefeated tour of the Northern Hemisphere. Crusaders boss Scott Robertson is the favourite to succeed Foster in the big job. So I'm curious for your thoughts on this as somebody who's been in the dressing room. Ian Foster is the New Zealand coach. He is unhappy because with the World Cup on the horizon and generally in rugby, with the exception of England and Wales this year and South Africa mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, most countries will stick to the World Cup cycle when it comes to coaching changes. So he's unhappy that they're appointing or they're going to appoint his successor in the next couple of weeks and he feels well, why not do that after the World Cup is over? You're going to make me a lame duck manager in a way. I'm not reapplying. All the players now know I'm not reapplying and you're going to have my successor just out there and you're doing me no favours. I can really see his point. There's no need to jump the gun. I mean, if they want Scott Robertson who is favoured they could give a wink and a nod and say, Scott, maybe just don't take any jobs. We'll be, we'll be, we'll be in touch. They could let him know. But was he, was he happy to wait that far until after the World Cup yeah. like before he even went into discussion Yeah, he's, with his bosses? He wasn't looking for a new contract pro. He wasn't demanded. Did he push that? He, he was essentially saying, did he force leave this hand? process. He was saying, leave this process until after the World I don't, Cup. Oh, right. I, I, don't think he, I don't think he was forcing their hand because he would know. He's been on shaky enough ground. He, know, he would know that the World Cup will define him either way. Yeah. So he wouldn't. He couldn't have realistically. He's not in a position of strength to expect a, an extension. Yeah. The best he could have hoped for is a good World Cup, and, and then turn around and say, "Yeah, give me four So he years. was happy to sit. So it was actually his bosses who decided. They've jumped the gun. Public, yeah. Now it's not very smart. I mean, every. I mean, sports are different kind of players mentality, I suppose. But yeah, generally, generally speaking, I don't think it's a good thing. Other players going to down tools. Of course, of course they're not. I'm sure the, the mentality rugby players now, the professional players, absolutely phenomenal. Some amazing a- athletes and attitude and focus and the whole thing. Professionalism. I think they're they're right up there at the moment. But still, think there's a little something when you know you're looking at your manager and listening to him in the dressing room. Just that little voice in the back of your head saying he's not going to be here and yeah. they're only going to have to listen to this for another kind of three months do your words carry as much weight in that situation as you know previously I'm not too sure mm. maybe not in everybody's minds but only needs a couple does it so. yeah and just a percentage yeah I think so yeah. uh, Fontaine 13 goals in 58 Coxis the Hungarian in 54 scored 11 uh, Gert Muller in 1970 got 10 then a whole bunch got not a whole bunch, but Eusebio Ronaldo got was, nine. Was Ronaldo anywhere there in uh, 2000, 2002, was it? Eight. Eight. No, not Cristiano, I'm talking, I'm talking about... Eight. Yeah, good Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, eight. Two, eight. Yeah, right. How many times? Eight. 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 Right, I'm going to throw something in here, right, in terms of that oh. era that you were talking about, the fifth. Now, <clears> I haven't watched every single game from that World Cup... But it, most it ca- of them though yeah. but it came in <laughs> came into <laughs> focus it came to focus a little bit uh, uh, Pele God rest him when all that footage was coming through in terms of Pele's goals Rich you know unbelievable yeah. goals but I must admit it did hit me watching it I was looking at it thinking some of the defending here <laughs> you know what I mean oh it might God. be an odd thing to say 
but seriously, yeah, the game like, the game was less codified and less organised. Let's just say, I think, I think yeah. generally, yeah. yeah, I think so. So I think when you're in comparison, fifty eight as opposed to maybe eighty, you know what I mean, and where the game was there in terms yeah. of certainly def- the defensive players, defensive uh, structures, and things like that, where, where players yeah. were up against, yeah, I, th- you know, I think there is a difference there. Like Hertha, kind of massive difference. Now Pele, oh, I'm sure, and Anizira would say, yeah, you want to see the tackles though, buddy? Yeah, no picnic either. Yeah, maybe stuff. it balances out a touch but yeah, I do yeah. look I agree with you on the defending uh, we gotta go you're here for the football show Richie thank you very much I'm off to get some almond nuts Joe Kenny Cunningham staying with Stop us follow me <laughs> 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 <laughs>